welcome to Brie and Friends, guys, a podcast about nothing and everything. And I am your host, Brie Simmons. This week, it is just little old me, no special guest host today. Um, but I do want to apologize for last week's episode. I know I said I would have it up Friday or Saturday, and obviously it is not up. I ran into some technical issues, not really a technical issue as much as a sound issue. And I just have to go in and edit like a hour and a half, maybe two. I don't know how long it was. Unedited episode. And there's just some sound issues I need to check up on. It was negligent on my on my half while we were recording it. Didn't have my usual setup. We were just sitting around, super cash. Um <laughs> different flavored mimosas going, you know. You get lost. Lost in the brunch vibes. Um, but I had my two friends, Roman and Cody, on. You all know Roman. She was on another episode where we played a fun-filled Cards Against Humanity TV pitch show. <laughs> TV show pitch game, I mean. And uh, Cody, um, this was going to be his first time on the show. So, you know, I'm going to definitely post it. I want to give Cody his due. They're both so fun together. They're hilarious. I love them. And I want to share them with you and the world. So, you know, I'm going to try to get that up sometime this week. You know, tacking away at it little by little. Um, but yeah, this week, though, if you want to stick with me, I decided to give the movie Roxanne Roxanne a watch. I don't know if you guys know of it. It's on Netflix. It's a biopic on the MC rapper hip-hop superstar Roxanne Shante from the late 80s early 90s um and her her name is Lolita Shante Gooden um but her stage name was Roxanne Shante now you all know I love a good music biopic like and this one wasn't like your usual music biopic where you start out at super young age and you see them grow and develop as an artist and a person kind of this one was more centered around her as a person like her character and you know her life and of course they had the music in there how could they not and it's sort of double dipped in that way but it wasn't you know you know how some music biopics can sound like a musical because every other scene has a song in it that they're singing or performing this one wasn't like that and I liked it though I really liked this um give you some background on who she is, Roxanne, Roxanne Shante, or Lolita Shante Gooden. Um, she, back when she was 14, I want to say, is when she came out swinging um, with her, uh, or was she 16? I think she was 16 when it actually came out, but she was uh, rapping, like battle rapping in Queens from a very young age and she was like the one to beat in the Queensbridge projects um she was like battling these grown men and winning like grown men money like she was I think the first scene of the movie opens uh in 1982 so she had to be let's do some quick math 1982 she was born in 1969 13 so yeah 13 years old 1982 
And it opens with her battling this dude at the park, like a rap battle. Um, I'm sorry. It was the late 70s when she was battling, but then they cut to a scene in 1982. So she was even younger than that, like 10 or 11. And she was a Queensbridge champ. And her friend, um, I think her name was Renita or Rainita. Um, she would always follow her around. She was like her hype man, kind of. And she was following behind her like, the champ is here, the champ is here. You know, hyping her up and stuff. And this little girl won like $100 in this rap battle. And her mom, she would like, because she was so young, her mom would uh, come up behind her. And her mother was portrayed by Nia Long, the legend. Oh, and let me backtrack. Um, the girl who played Roxanne Shantae, her name is actually Shantae as well. Her name is Shantae Adams. And the actress, she... When I first saw the uh, poster for this movie, she looked a lot like Nia Long. Like, I knew Nia Long was in the film playing her mother, but the actress looks a lot like her. Like, they really look related. Like, you know how sometimes you have those movies where you have a family and nobody looks alike? Like the Cosby Show. I loved the, Cos- the Cosby Show, but I'm like, don't none of them look related. <laughs> like, yes, black families have a plethora of shades in them. Me and my sister aren't the same shade. Me and my mom aren't the same. Me and my dad, you know. But we look alike. The Cosby Show, ain't none of them look alike. Two of them were mixed. I'm just saying. Authenticity, guys. Um, <laughs> don't mind my little rant. I just appreciated that. Um, but yeah. Uh, it was actually released in uh, 2017. But I honestly didn't hear about it until like earlier this year. Um, and who else is in this? You have, uh, oh, I never pronounce his name right. Uh, Mahershala Ali. Um, and he played this guy named Cross, who ends up being her boyfriend. I don't think they were married. I don't think so. Um, but more on him later. He's a whole mess. Nia Long is her mother, Peggy. Um, you had Elvis. Uh, I don't want to butcher his last name, Nolasco. Um, and he played Ray, which I believe was her DJ at the time. He's the one who put her on. Um, and like he, I'll explain it later in the synopsis, but he's the one who brought her up to his place to record a verse over this beat that he made. And yeah, the rest is history for her. Um, what other main characters do we have? Um, Chanel Edmonds, she played Renita, her best friend in the movie, and I'm guessing in real life. Biz Marquis is featured in this. Biz Marquis and Nas, and another female MC, Sparky D. Um, and the way they introduce them, they don't have like this grand entrance, you know, it's sort of like casually introducing them in for like a second, but then you know who they are. Bismarcky, we all know. Um, baby, you, you got what I need, but you say he's just a friend. We all know Bismarcky. Amazing beatboxer, rapper, DJ. Um, he started out with her. Okay, so... Sorry, I'm jumping all around. Let me just give you a synopsis of Le Film. So again, it follows Roxanne Shante. And it's pinned as a drama. 
And it really is. Like, it's, she really goes through some stuff. And the film sort of just follows her throughout her life. And her rise into the hip-hop and the rap world. And again, she was only 14 when, you know, her song made it big. And she she didn't fizzle out. I think the stress of it all just got to her because she had a rough upbringing. Um, and if you're not sure who Roxanne Shante is, I have, I'm going to queue up her song, the song that started all, it's called um, Roxanne's Revenge. And I'm not super hip on the new hip-hop scene, but I'm pretty sure Remy Ma and what's that child's name? Was it Nicki Minaj she was beefing with? One of them had uh, someone, someone's revenge. I think that was a nod at that. Um, but let me play this for you guys. Three guys, and you know that's true. Uh, let me tell you and explain them all to you. I met this dude with the name of a hat. I didn't even walk away. I didn't give him no rap, but then he got real mad and he got a little tired. If he worked for me, you know he would be fired. His name is Kango, and that is true. He ain't got money and he ain't got the loot. And every time that I see him, he's always a begging. And all the other girls that he's always trying to leg it. Every time that he sees me, he says, Oh, mom, but see, compared to me, is he can't like she just keeps going she's great and that was her at 14 or 16 years old like that's why she sounds so young you know um but again she was born and raised in queensbridge projects and at the beginning of the film like i said she was doing a rap battle um and i thought it was really cute um she was like 11 10 or 11 at the time and her mom you know went with her to the battle and she turned to her mom before she started battling this dude and she was like mom is it okay if i curse and her mom's like as long as you win that 50 dollars." i'm like this is amazing this is great um so like her mom was one of her biggest supporters and um you know kept her going like really supported it and you don't get that a lot with um parents from that time or really being brought up in the projects and stuff you want your kids to get up and out so they're encouraging them to not that she didn't she did want her to go to school she went to a really good school actually um and but it was just great to see that her mom was all for it now where it took a turn um her mother was with this guy i think his name was dave he's really only in the movie for these like five six minutes and she's been saving up money to get a house to get them up and out of the projects and she had twenty thousand dollars and she gave the money to this guy dave who was supposed to you know set everything up they were packing up to move it was the day of and where was Dave? Not there. He screwed them over. He took the 20 grand. 
He didn't contact them. They couldn't find him. And I think that's when her mother's drinking problem started. And in the background, there was this song playing in the background saying, it'll all be over. We won't have to cry no more. I'm not sure of the name of the song, but I thought it was interesting they were playing it during that time. Um, But yeah, that's when you see that her mom develops this drinking problem. Her friend is there with her and all the kids are in the back, you know, upset. Um, But her friend is in the living room with her, her mother. And she's like, here, just have this drink. It'll help you forget. And so at first she resists. She's like, no, I don't want this drink. I don't want to take a drink, whatever. But then she took it and she kept going, drank the whole bottle. And as soon as I saw that, and I'm like, this is probably going to start something horrible. Um, but from the beginning, you see that Shantae is a hustler. Like, she was rap battling these dudes to get money for her and her mom and her sisters. Her mom's a single parent. Um, their father's out of the picture. Um, and yeah, Shantae's just trying to get money for her family. So then they fast forward a year or so later. Um, and they show Shantae getting money from this dude. Like, this guy gave her, I think, $100 or something to steal clothes from Bloomingdale's. Um, so she goes to this rich hoity-toity store, steals clothes, runs out, gives the clothes to them. Like, I guess it's like a, these sweaters are normally going for $200, $300, give me $100, i will steal them sort of thing. And she did it so she can get money for her family. And her teacher, uh, well, no, her mom, was very strict and she had this rule saying her door closes and locks at nine o'clock if you're not in the house at nine o'clock you can sleep out in the streets with the people you've been hanging out with and Shantae came home late and she was like you know I'm doing this for us I'm doing this to help us out because she saw that her mom was falling deeper and deeper into alcoholism she wasn't making enough money she was just trying to help so she really wasn't focused on school but she was very very smart um, and her teacher, when she did go back to school, her teacher refused to give her a test because she's like, you haven't been here. Why am I going to give this to you? And he brought her out to the hallway to say, hey, you know, you have a warrant out. Uh, they want me to turn you in if I see you. So, you know, tell me what's going on. What's up? And, you know, she she doesn't really acknowledge what's happening. I kind of wish she did, though. I feel like that teacher could have helped her. And the teacher did mention, I'm sorry I keep saying the teacher, I didn't get his name. But I will say the teacher was portrayed, I can't remember this actor's name, um, the actor who played Lafayette in True Blood and Bobby Bird and Get On Up, um, who recently died, actually. Um, oh, Nelson Ellis. He was the teacher in the movie. Um, But yeah, he was trying to help her out and, you know, she was resisting. She's like, you know, I don't need school right now. I need to get money. I need to help my family. I need to help my sisters. And Shantae really takes on a mother role to her three younger sisters with providing for them, getting them clothes, getting them ready for school in the morning, getting them out and ready. Because, again, their mother is now an alcoholic. And she's, I guess she's trying. I don't know. They didn't really focus much on her mom um like deeper into the story other than her being an alcoholic her stumbling around getting upset 
but also still trying to keep ties and a hold on Shantae and her sisters. Um, there was one scene that like broke my heart. Um, they were waiting for their father. And they were all dressed up in like their Easter Sunday dresses. It wasn't Easter, but they had these nice little Sunday dresses on. And they were all outside on a bench waiting for their dad to pick them up for ice cream. Like literally all day. Her mom um, or their mother was up in the uh, her friend's apartment building sort of you know just shooting shit with her talking with her and she's like oh they're waiting on their father let's see if he shows up and there was one cute little scene the youngest girl she had to she had to pee but she was afraid to go back in the house because she thought that she'd miss um their father so they're like all right let's all crowd around her and they make like a circle around her and flail out their dresses so no one can see her and the little girl just squats and pees in the middle of the sidewalk (laughs) and then she sits down puts her hands behind her head and she's like ah I feel like a new woman like that is adorable sisterly love um but yeah so they like it fast forwards a little bit and you see that it's darker out they've been out there all day like dedicated they're playing jump rope and their mother tells them like you know what come on up I've got cornbread and beans up here so you don't have to wait and they 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 slowly come up the stairs they're okay not okay but you know whatever and their mom you know dealing with the men she's dealt with she's like it's best they learn now that this is how men are you know and that's horrible um and you keep thinking it's going to get better for them as this movie goes and it just doesn't it gets worse and worse and worse. And ooh-wee. there is a scene where Shantae, she's like, I can't live here anymore. She moves out with this guy named Tone. Um, I'm not sure if he's like a friend or what. They say they're family, but that could just mean, you know, we're all in this together. We're family, that sort of thing. Like a play cousin. And she pays him $50 a week to stay at this house or this apartment. And there's a scene where she's, uh, like, wearing pajamas, like a t-shirt and shorts, you know, like gym shorts. And they're, like, really short, though, but nothing, like, obscene, you know? I guess maybe for the late 80s, maybe it was. But I think, like, before they, like, they cut to him, he's, like, snorting cocaine or something, I think, and, like, drinking. And he's telling her, he's like, hey, Shantae, you can't wear that around here. There are too many guys walking around. You need to put some clothes on. And she's whatever. She's like a tomboy type, you know? She doesn't care. Her hair is always up in a ponytail. Great hair, though. Let me pause and comment. Shantae's hair throughout this whole film and the actual Roxanne Shantae, her hair is great. I want to know her secret. I'm like, did she just press it and keep it natural? Or was that a perm? Because, like, that hair was thick and full, had a long ponytail. But anyway, that was Shantae's look. Roxanne Shantae's look was the high ponytail, you know, uh, bomber jacket, jeans, that sort of thing. Um, and so, yeah, she's just tomboying it up. And he's like, yeah, you need to go put some clothes on. Like, you can't, you can't do that here. You can't wear that here. And then I thought, okay, maybe he's just being a good brother, looking out for you know, but it soon turns 
Um, and if these sort of things get to you, I suggest you stop listening now. Um, but he tries to rape her. Like, he gets on top of her, tries to fight her, and he's like, don't fight it, blah, blah, blah. And then, thankfully, he stops. Like, he stops himself when he sees her face. It was horrible. Like, I was so scared. I'm like, please don't. Do not do this. He just stops, and he just tells her, like, you need to leave. You have to go. And thank God she leaves. Um, Like, it's still horrible that that happened, but I'm just thankful she didn't get raped, you know? Um, so she goes back to live with her mother and her sisters. And while she's away, I want to point out, while she's still living with this guy or was living with this guy, she still provided for them. Like she sent money to them. She bought them clothes. Um, she made sure they were taken care of, you know, and I commend her for that. She just couldn't live with her mother. She couldn't live in that house. And, uh, her mom lets her back in. She, of course, opens the door or answers the door drunk. It's like, oh, I suppose I should just let you in because you're my daughter, right? And she lets her in. I will say, though, like normally in these kinds of films, you have more, I don't know, maybe tension's not the word I'm looking for, but it just seems like the plot was rolling along really quickly. Like, things happened where you thought maybe they'll hold this out for a little bit. You'll get a little bit more development. But it just snapped from one thing to another. But the movie was only, like, an hour, 40 minutes long. So, I guess not too much time to pack in everything that probably happened, you know? Um, so, yeah, she moves back in with her mother. And that's happening. That's that. Her sisters are glad she's back. Now we go to a scene where she's just out doing laundry and this guy, the DJ, Ray, calls her up like from his uh, apartment, calls from the windows like, hey, Shantae, can you come do a verse over this beat? And she's like, I don't rap anymore for free, blah, blah, blah. And that's been her thing from the jump. Like she will not battle or MC for free. And she was making a lot of money doing that on the street. Like she would charge sometimes 250 went up to 500 like she was getting her money loved it um <laughs> but she told him like okay whatever i gotta do this laundry though my mom will kill me so she goes to do the laundry she comes up 10 minutes spits this verse like it's nothing like first she's like waiting for the music to start just like out on speakers and he's got like a whole mixer set up and everything he's like hey you gotta put the headphones on and she looks so mad like she looks pissed dur during this whole thing like it doesn't look like it's fun for her at all but maybe that's just her face I understand and she throws the headphones on here's the beat over Roxanne Roxanne and she's like all right cool and just starts going like it was a freestyle her whole verse was a freestyle next thing you know it's 1 a.m she's getting a call from her friends and she's scared like it was so cute she answers the phone. They're like, Shantae, you're on the radio. You're on the radio. And she, like, hangs up immediately. <laughs> and then they call again, telling her, like, hey, you're on the radio. And she's like, my mom's asleep. And, like, hangs up the phone. Like, she's afraid to wake her mom and everybody else up. So she unplugs the phone, and she has her little moment while she's sitting in the living room. Like, she does, like, this little cute giggle and stuff. And I'm like, oh, Shantae. And that's the other thing. Like, I felt like that came out of nowhere, too. 
Like, I feel like there had to be some sort of buildup to that. Like, she did a verse in someone's apartment. Now, all of a sudden, she's on the radio. Like, she didn't get any sort of notification before that. You know what I mean? But, eh, you know, again, you only got 100 minutes. Um, what else? Um... Her mom, I remember now, she thinks, and this was 85, her mom thinks that she got in trouble, you know, because everyone in the neighborhood knows who she is. And she's in the paper. And the guy at this uh, corner store she goes to, she's like, hey, Shantae's in the paper. Did you see? And her mom thought she got in trouble. She's like, what does she do now? Blah, blah, blah. And then she goes home. She's like, Shantae, what are you in the paper for? What did you do? And she turns on the radio. And her, her song happens to be playing. And she's like, well, my name's Roxanne, da 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 you know. And her mom looks at her, and that's the other thing. Like, they're not sappy with each other at all, you know. It kind of reminds me, like, me and my family, we're not super sappy with each other, but we recognize how great we all are, <laughs> if that makes sense. So her mom, she doesn't have, like, that sappy moment where she, like, does a spin around hug or something like my baby's on the radio it's more like oh okay but who's Roxanne I didn't name you Roxanne your name is Shantae like but playfully you know they both like get a little laugh out of it and I'm like wow that's great for her and you know she starts playing all these gigs and shows around town um getting paid but she soon realizes that she's not going to get as much money as she did when she was just doing it on the streets. Like, uh, she was backstage at one of her shows and she only got $100 and she was pissed. And she was like, $100? And she was like, okay, well, the limo was $100. Then we had to split the rest up between the crew and the DJ and all this. And this is what you're left with. And she was like, I get more when I'm just battling on the street. What is this? And, uh, you know. From there, again, it doesn't go into too much how she developed as an artist. It just shows like a whirlwind of shows and her meeting different people briefly. Um, and this is when Cross comes in. And I put in my notes, Cross is a piece of shit. This man, he's an older guy. I don't know how much older, but older. And you could tell from the jump that Shantae the way she is, she wouldn't go for a younger guy anyway. I mean, again, she's been hustling on the streets since she was like 11, 12 years old. She's going to want an older guy, you know, with money or who can handle his own. And one example of this, um, one of these guys, because like one of the little taglines and the songs like Roxanne, Roxanne, I want to be your man. So guys would come up to her, young guys like her age, 15, 16 years old and say that. And this one dude came up to her after her show and said that, and she got mean with them because that was just her personality. She was like a mean, tough tomboy kind of chick. And she was like, you are not old enough to be my man. Like, just went off on him, clowned the poor boy. And he's like, I'm the same age as you. And she's like, yeah, that's the problem. I'm like, yeah, dog. Didn't even give him a shot. Poor fellow. Um, and I don't know if this was her agent or someone was telling her, like, listen, you need to be more appealing to this crowd. Like, you can't be telling these guys off. Like, play it up a little, you know? And she didn't want to do that. And I feel her. I wouldn't want to either. 
but it's like, you know, you got to play your part, right? Back then, anyway. Now people don't play that shit, but back then. Um, and, ooh, another key part. Um, she met little Nas. Nazir was his name. If you know the rapper Nas. Amazing MC. Um, he was in the same neighborhood, but he was, like, younger than her, obviously. Maybe he was, like, mm, 10, 11, 12 years old at the time when he went up to her. And she was getting ready to leave for her first tour. And she had this, like, attitude about her. I remember she was walking to the van, and she had her bags. And then she got fed up because everyone was just standing there. Biz Marquis was there, actually. She yelled at Biz Marquis because he was one of the roadies. <laughs> and she's like, you see a lady walking with her bags, you help her. And she just dropped her bags and waited for them to come get them. And then little Nazir comes running up to her and was like, hey, Roxanne, can I spit? Can I spit my rhyme to you? And she's like, all right. Uh, no. Like, just tells him no. And then he asks again. And he's like, she's like, if you really wanted to, you would have done it already. And I guess I took him aback. And she's like, all right, let's hear what you have. Let's hear your rap. And he didn't say anything. He was all frazzled, tongue tied. And so she's like, all right, I'm part of my language here. Not that I've ever said that here before, but she's like, okay, so the next time I see you, if you don't have your shit together, I'm going to fuck you up. <laughs> like, damn. And um, I actually looked into this to see if it happened. And Nas apparently commented on it way back when the movie was released and said, yep, we we're from the same neighborhood. You know, all of it was true. And I was like, holy shit. And I want to remind you guys, this woman, Roxanne Shantae, like started it all for these female rappers and MCs. There really weren't many in the limelight back in her day. Like she was the first one. I'm pretty sure I could be wrong. Correct me if I am. But if not the first, one of the first. Because um, she was on tour. Because uh, this girl battled her, actually. Um, not battled her, but did like a diss track to her. Um, and that was the woman I mentioned who she was on tour with, Sparky D. Um, yeah, but they went on tour together, you know, a little promo tour. And her best friend didn't come with her on the tour, and she was really upset about it. She was like, you know, you were my first hype man, my first DJ and everything. And I really respected that because it's like she didn't forget where she came from ever, you know. She didn't. She sort of let the fame get to her where she thought she was entitled to certain things. She wanted her money, first and foremost. That was the biggest thing throughout this whole film. I kept hearing over and over, where's my money? I want my money. She was about her money. Um, but this cross fellow went on tour with her, and that's when things got weird. Like, he wouldn't let another guy come near her. And this is before they were really a thing, you know? Like, yeah, they were flirty with each other, but he got her a fur coat. And he's like, she's like, you know, I don't want people to think we're dating. And he would always compliment her and she would compliment him back. And, you know, but there was nothing going on at the time. But he was still very protective of her. Like the dudes would come up to her and be like, Roxanne, Roxanne, I want to be your man. He was not about that. Like he would shut them down immediately. He was just very protective over her, like a bodyguard. Um, 
So after the tour, she was pissed because the tour manager fucking scammed her. Like he came back from the washroom and was like, oh, wow. Like it was horrible acting too. And he's like, man, I went to the bathroom, put my bags on the floor. And when I came back, the one with your money was gone. And I'm like, are you serious? And she like busted out the van, like, where's my money? Give me my money. He's like, well, everyone like, you know, uh, surprisingly, everyone else got their money. All the other people on the tour got their cut of the money. But her cut of the money was gone got stolen and she was not having it she was not having it at all and sparky d um she actually jumped in the middle and she was like you know why are you playing her like this what are you doing and she gave her part of her money she's like here you know i know what i said about you on the disc record but we're still sisters you know we're both in this together i thought that was great you know like to show that you know we may have quote unquote beef but you and I are in this business together and we got to show camaraderie so good for her good for them I mean not good for them because she got played but you know after that she she didn't want to do the tour life anymore obviously um and things took a turn with this cross guy I knew some shit was going to go down with him I knew he would be abusive and he was he beat the hell out of her like a lot and they ended up uh getting together like actually before that the scene before that she brought him home to mom and the sisters but she didn't say they were dating or anything so when they were at some like uh, Chinese restaurant and the mother she just looked pissed the entire time. She's like, who the hell is this sitting in front of me? You know, just like going off on him. And she's like, are y'all together? You're dating this old man. She's a child, blah, blah, blah. Like, of course, things a mother shouldn't would say. But at the end of the day, Shantae just really did what she wanted to do. She had her own money. So she's like, I'm just going to do this. And like right after that scene, they don't show them having sex, but they like allude to it it's her screaming from that and then it shows her screaming on a hospital bed because she's giving birth so she got pregnant had a baby with this cross fella and whoo it, it got really bad after that um she also did this interview i just thought this was a cold line where she said other female rappers and mcs are coming for her and she was like you know what she said, these other females rappers should be thanking me. I birthed them. And I was like, wow. Iconic. Iconic. Like, that's why. I don't know if anybody out, like, outside of my, like, I don't like Nicki Minaj that much. It's not a secret. She's cool. Like, she used to be cool to me. Like, I liked her little pop rap songs. And even some of her mixtapes, you know? when she was a little darker and she didn't have like all the filler and things inside of her cool cool i was cool with onika but then she kept rhyming words with the same words like china with china and <laughs> you know just got a little bit too big for her britches i think 
and she's one to spout out the mouth about other female rappers and stuff and how she's the best and all that. And I don't, mm, I don't like it. So when I heard Shantae say it, I was like, you know, this is who she should be paying homage to. Like, I want to hear Nicki Minaj <laughs> honor Roxanne Shantae. They both from there, right? Like, I think Nicki's from Queens. I'm not turning this into a I hate Nicki thing, but just saying. Anyway, um, so back to Cross being a piece of shit. He abused her and she was just, you know, slowly breaking like and he said the cliche line that i hate i wanted to like throw something at the screen he's like i only hit you because i love you and i'm like fuck all of that ladies and gentlemen if you are in an abusive relationship that is not love i think we all know that and it's horrible that people endure that it's horrible that she endured that i don't oh it's not love it's not you don't almost kill the person you love and you know what? Maybe they do love them, but they sure don't know how to express it correctly or without, you know, causing physical and mental harm. So they need to seek help. If you really love them, you would stop, go get some help and figure out how to, you know, process that energy a little better. Anyway, um, there was a scene where she uh, went back home to have her hair cut because she had this long beautiful hair and they even mentioned it like her the woman who was cutting her hair was like you want me to cut all this long beautiful hair you know the one I commented on earlier and she's like you know Roxanne Shantae's gotta go like when Roxanne Shantae is this ponytail so this ponytail has to go I'm tired of her so honestly fuck Roxanne Shantae let's get this out and so she cut her hair she got one of those cool salt and pepper hairstyles where it was like the j curl underneath and then you got like the fluffy bangs that's what she got um and her mom was still bitter towards her when she came in but shantae still being nice saying hi mommy all that stuff and you know her mom's just still being mean you know whatevs um and this next scene like i knew something was gonna happen like when she cut her hair i'm like she's had enough um and i forgot to mention the first fight they got into like her jaw she couldn't it was locked like she couldn't move her jaw and she was doing this photo shoot and she couldn't smile and the photographer she was telling her she's like hey you have such a she's like you're so pretty why don't you smile and she's like i can't move my jaw just take the picture and i'm like this is heartbreaking and after that is when she cut her hair you know um so she goes back home she's in the bathtub you know just thinking and fucking cross comes in gives her this gold chain necklace and is like you know i love you blah 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 and tries to kiss her but she moves away um so she gets out of the uh bath um and tells her she's like listen things are happening for me they want me back on a record my record company wants me back i forgot to mention that because again they really showed so little of the music after the first initial tour um this is actually really important. So let me backtrack. Rewinding. The DJ she had, Ray. This is how Biz Marquee is introduced. This is an example of how Shantae got too big for her britches. Um, she was just so fucking cocky. And Ray was in a fight with her about something. I don't 
remember what. Like, they were just going back and forth. And Shantae was just like, you know what? You're jealous. You know, you wouldn't even be here without me, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, all right, well, fuck you. I'm taking my records. You can find a new DJ. And that's when Biz Marquee was like, you know what? I can do it. And I can beatbox for you. And she's like, the whole show, you can beatbox. And he's like, yeah, that's what I do. And that's when we're introduced to Biz Marquee and his greatness. Um, so, yeah, they go on stage and he beatboxes the whole show. So that was pretty cool. Um, but later in the movie, this is when we see Ray after all that happened with Cross and all that. She has the baby. And she's like, you know what? I'll think about it. And he's like, I promise it won't be like the last time. You know, I didn't know what I was doing with that tour. We're going to have the right people. We're not going to get screwed over. So she said she'll think about it, you know. And uh, so that's what she tells Cross. She's like, you know, the record company wants me back. Things are really moving for me. Things are changing. And I think it's over. I think I'm done. Like, it's quits for us, is what she said. And, of course, Cross wasn't about that. He was basically saying, hell no. So then Shantae went at him, you know, and he, like, put her in a chokehold, straight up almost killed her. And then it goes to a scene where we, she wakes up and she's in a hospital bed. Um, and her sisters are there. And this nurse comes in and she's like, hey, uh, just so you know, uh, your brother signed your release forms. You're going to be going home tomorrow. Your brother and your, no, your father. And your little brother. So her son was the little brother. And her father was cross. And she's like, my father? And he's like, yeah. And that's when she realizes, like, oh, okay. And her mom is there, thank God. And uh, she asked her, like, what, you know, what the hell happened to you? What happened? And um, that's when Shantae, like, broke down. And she was like, you know, I had you you I lost my friend I lost my mother and you started drinking I lost you I had to provide for us you know and her mom comes over hugs her you know and everything and thankfully she goes home with her and not cross but she doesn't have her baby and her best friend Renita um is like you know you got to talk to him or at least let me talk to him that Rainita was a true ride or die. I love her. I hope they're still friends to this day. Um, <laughs> she talks to her. Uh, he calls. She calls Cross on the payphone and was like, "Hey." She's like, "Where's Chucky?" That's the baby's name, Chuck. Um, well, his name's Kareem. They call him Chuck or Chucky. And she's like, "He's like, all right. Well, let me speak to Shantae." And Shantae gets on the phone. And he's like threatening her and he's like, all right, you know what? Fuck it. Give me $10,000 and you can have the kid. And so Shantae gets this lawyer that, you know, I thought this was a bit much. They really played up the lawyer. He was Jewish, but I think they played it up too much <laughs> with this guy who played him. Like he was speaking way too much Yiddish. I don't think he did all that, but. Um, he's like, so you want me, so you want to buy a person? This is like modern day slavery. You want me to sign off on the paper saying that you're buying back a person for $10,000? And I guess they do it because she gets him back. And I was so scared that he would like try something, you know? Um, they meet in a very public place. They're meeting at a park. And, uh, 
She hands him the money, gives him these papers to sign to hand them over, and that's the last we see of Cross. And that was the other thing. Like, I again, this movie, it went by super quick, and I felt like there's way more we should know about her, about her music career as a whole, like what happened in between those tour dates and those photo shoots, how she developed as an artist, like the different uh, songs she had, different albums she had. And, I mean, I loved hearing her story. And, again, at that point, it just felt like bad thing after bad thing after bad thing. And this was the one great thing. You know, she got her son back. And then after that, they just cut to a scene where she's like, yep, I got this big house in Newark. And I got a new album coming out. And that's that. And then the movie's over. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, cool. I really enjoyed it. But again, I just want to know more now. Like, I feel, I, I don't know. Like, I, I know more than I did know about her, obviously. But I want to know more about her music. I guess that's up to me to go look at her stuff or find her music myself. I followed her on Instagram swiftly after seeing that to see what she's up to. She seems like she's doing really well. Still has great hair. Um, she posted a throwback picture of her and her son from back in the day. And the actress really portrayed her well, like everyone in this movie, actually. Oh, I forgot to mention one thing. In that last scene, actually the last scene is her talking about the new house she's getting. But then little Nazira comes back and she's like, oh, look who it is. I haven't seen you in a while. You're so grown up now. And she's like, "Okay, so I told you next time I saw you, you didn't have your shit together. I was going to fuck you up. So let's hear it. Let's hear your rap. And she's like, do you have an MC name? And he's like, yeah, it's Nas. And I was like, oh, my God, it's Nas. And this little boy looks and sounds so much like him. It's insane. Like, he had the same cadence as him, the same tone. Like, this is insane. Um, And so Nas starts rapping, and Shantae's very impressed. Uh, And, yeah, and that's where it ends. And then they cut... Like, they go to a credit scene, and I thought they would do a where are they now sort of thing. But instead, it's the actual Shantae, Roxanne Shantae, um, at a radio show, on a radio show, like, uh, maybe that same year, 2017, uh, giving an interview. And I'm like, all right, well, cool movie. Glad I watched it. But if you want to, I think they explore more of that hip-hop scene back in the 80s if you watch the film or the documentary I'm sorry not the film Evolution of Hip Hop that's also on Netflix I don't know how many episodes there are but it spans from late 70s into early 90s or maybe late 90s too I forget but if you want to know more about that hip hop scene I'd watch that and even the get down too I really highly recommend The Get Down. I did a blog post about that when it first came out. Love it. I'm really upset they're not getting a uh, second, third season, actually. They had a second season because there are some loose ends I really need tied up. Um, But all in all, I'd give this movie out of 10 stars, maybe a six and a half, seven. I want to say that's what it got on IMDb as well about six and a half stars um on rotten tomatoes it got a 76 percent um 
and what they describe it is as Roxanne Roxanne um, honors its subject with a gripping character-driven biopic that, or is it called biopic? I don't know. That serves as a primer for a trailblazing career while telling an often tragic story. And I'd agree with that. Maybe I should have said that at the beginning instead of the super long (laughs) intro I gave. But yeah, it's really good. I check it out, guys. Just the stuff that this teenager, like she's not even in her 20s, went through, you know, the life she led before all that happened. And I wonder what would have happened if she didn't make it big, you know? Um. But yeah, I mean, I don't know what else to say about it. It's just really good. And I'm really into or trying to get more into that old school hip hop scene from the 80s and 90s, just because with the way the political climate of the world right now, I feel like that hip hop is what we need back where they really and not to say that there aren't artists who aren't speaking on the issues now, because there certainly are but not enough in mainstream hip-hop. You know what I mean? You got to really dig to find them. And I just really like that vibe. And I love what it came from, you know? And that's why I recommend watching the evolution of hip-hop to see where that kind of DJing that was used on her record came from, what it stemmed from, the origin of it. And uh, it's great. It's all great. Music. What a world. Um, But yeah, I guess this was kind of a mini-sode. Hmm. I just don't, I don't know. The ones where I'm just talking, I feel like I just ramble on and on and on. And I hope my droning voice doesn't uh, annoy you guys. <laughs> but again, as always, thank you very, very much for listening, guys. I'm going to try to get that late episode up as soon as humanly possible. Um, I hope you guys have a great week. Keep on keeping on, and I will see you guys next time. Bye-bye.